Burns and Gambo. Big Red Reacts. Reaction to yesterday's Cardinals game. Brought to you by Wicopa Casino Resort, where world-class action meets four diamond splendor. All right, it is that time where we go through all of the important plays in the game from the uh, Cardinals' loss to the Denver Broncos yesterday, which dropped them to 4-10. and 10. For that, we will turn it over to Mitch to lead the way as me and Tim Ring are down here with Coco 5 down at the Fries right across from the Footprint Center. All right, gents, we'll try to make this clean and easy because this is a game that a lot of us would like to forget. However, early on, this seemed very much in the Cardinals' favor, and it came at big part on the defensive side of the field at the hands of number 99. Back to throw, Griffin, hit and sack, absolutely. Absolutely mauled by J.J. Watt at the 48-yard line. It takes Rippin a little time to get up. That's like turning around and all of a sudden Jaws is there, ready to swallow you up. Yeah, Denver started off with that field goal. They were up uh, 3 nothing on a 52-yard field goal. The Cardinals punted. The Broncos got the ball back. And then it was a sack by J.J. Watt and a sack by Christian Hill. And that forced the Denver punt. It was a good drive showing by the defense after allowing that early three points. Offense got the ball back. And unfortunately, they didn't want to hold on to it for much longer after that. Two and a half to go. Back to throw. Seven-step deep drop. McCoy's throw deep over the middle. Picked off at the 40-yard line. Running it back to the 35. Near side of the 30 is Simmons and out of bounds inside the 30 at the 27. Justin Simmons with the interception on a high throw by Colt McCoy. They're not Isaiah Simmons, Justin Simmons. No. I went the other way. Look at Hollywood Brown and just a, a bad pass to Hollywood Brown. And, uh, you know, the Cardinals turn the ball over. Denver gets the ball at the 24-yard line. And it seemed like the Broncos would make the most of it. Unfortunately, they couldn't. They missed the field goal attempt. So we're still at a 3 nothing game. And eventually the Cardinals' defense just kept doing their thing. J.J. Watt was able to get his second sack. But I think the third sack was probably the most impactful in the first half. Snap. Back to throw Rippin. And the ball comes out as he's hit. It flutters, and MyJ Sanders has a hold of it. They're going to say it's a fumble recovered by Sanders. And it'll be Cardinal ball at midfield with 34 seconds to go in the half. Yeah, they were on the move a little bit. A couple passes to Jerry Judy, and uh, they were they were on the move. And then J.J. just coming around the edge, just gets his paw on that thing. Majai recovers it, and the Cardinals were able to take possession. Yeah, and they got aided by a by a pass interference on third and nine. They kept the drive alive, and it all ended up with a Matt Prater 50-yard field goal. Mitchy Mitch with about three seconds left. And, of course, Prater, no stranger to kicking in Denver. So 50 yards, that's an easy walk in the park for him. So heading into the half, the Cardinals are now up. 6-3, and you're thinking, all right, we've got the momentum, everything's going for them. Come out of the half, and you wish things were better to start on the drive. Third down play here, and the Cardinals opt to take a quarterback run on this one. Doesn't end well. Takes the snap, quarterback run to the right. McCoy puts his head down, dives, and has the first down. I think, and Colt McCoy just landed flat on his back. Oh, no. Kelvin Beecham is down two. I think Colt may have collided with Beecham as he dove. And remember, Colt, last week they were looking at his head. So this is funny. Uh, on my notes, when they did that, I wrote, I, I wrote why? why? Like, why would they give the ball to Colt McCoy instead of James Conner? I'm looking at Tim Ring's notes. He's got him right next to me. So right after that play, Tim Ring wrote, wrote why? <laughs> we both wrote why? Why is Colt McCoy taking the give the ball to James Conner? For have, goodness sakes. You have to understand, 
Gambo's watching at his house, and I'm watching at mine. And we're both taking notes on our legal pads because we're old school. Yes. We don't use laptops. That's right. We take notes, real we, notes. We take notes. And yeah. we both literally wrote down why. Why? <laughs> why? Why are you running your 36-year-old quarterback why? on a design keeper? And you already, your starter's out already. Why would you even take the chance of getting not, him injured? It was not even a running quarterback to begin with. Oh, He's putting his head down, trying to get a yard. In a meaningless game on December 18th, in the early stages of the third quarter. In the Italian, hell? why is perché? 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 <laughs> it seems pretty universal. So McCoy would end up leaving the game with a concussion. He was shortly ruled out after. Trace McSorley steps in, leads the Cardinals further enough down the field so that Matt Prater can drill a 55-yarder. So now the Cardinals are up 9-3, and you're thinking, okay, the defense has played well enough. All they have to do is hold things down. But then Denver apparently unleashed their secret weapon in Latavius Murray, a 35-yard carry here. First down on the 20 is a pitch to Murray off the right side with room at the 25 of the third. 30, 35 of the 40, 45 to midfield. Finally tackled at the 44-yard line of Arizona. And that big carry set up this. Rippin takes the snap. Give to Mack. Running right. Mack stiff-arming and into the end zone for the touchdown. The game is tied. And a point after away from taking the lead here midway through the third. Seven plays, 80 yards, 10-7 Broncos. Yeah, 5.58 to play in the uh, quarter when that happened. It's almost like the, the McCoy injury took the wind out of the Cardinals' defensive sails. Because as we're going to hear right now, Mitch, the, the Broncos scored touchdowns in three of their next four possessions. Yeah, the possessions were pretty good for the Broncos' offense there on out. There was one possession, however, where the Broncos did not score, and that was thanks in large part to Buda Baker. And now back to pass goes Rippin, looking deep, airing it out right side, underthrown and picked off on the goal line. Intercepted on the goal line by Buda Baker and returned out to the four. Yeah, big play by Buda right there. I think that Rippin thought he had a free play. They were talking about that on the broadcast. Thought that maybe somebody had jumped, and it was a free play. Throws it into the end zone. Buda's able to pick it off. Yeah, but you know what? They screw up a one-car funeral because Baker picks that ball off at the two, so the Cardinals now have horrible field position. You need something out of your offense. This is what you call complimentary football. Get one first down. Get two first downs. They went three and out. Get the, yeah, they go through, and they got two yards. And they pumped the football, the Broncos have a short field, and down the field they came again. So at that point in the game, interceptions had not resulted in much of scoring. And then, as you mentioned, Tim, the Broncos got to their scoring again from 10 yards out. Latavius Murray. Snap to Rippin, quick pitch. Running left is Murray to the 5, and dies for the end zone touchdown. Latavius Murray, over 100 yards on the day, his first score of the day, and it's 16-9 Broncos with the extra point coming. And because, of course, this would happen to the Cardinals, that's the Broncos' first 100-yard rusher this season. Oh, my goodness. And before the Murray 10-yard run, Mack ripped off a 17-yard run to get it to the 10. Now, so don't the, forget about the Cardinals' too many men on the field penalty on third and one. No, don't forget about that. Mm-hmm. Don't forget about that. The Cardinals had too many men on the field. In total, a lot of confusion there, whether it was a legal substitution, too many men, a lot of questions being asked. But the Cardinals now have the ball back down 17-9, and this would be the first of two interceptions thrown by Trace McSorley. Four receivers, two right, two left. Shotgun for McSorley, third and eight on the Arizona 27. Snap to McSorley. Five steps straight, drop, still backpedaling. Fires an interception on the far side, right to Simmons, running it back to the 20, to the 15, and down to the 10-yard line. 
Yeah. AJ Green. AJ Green is like, What's, was I supposed to keep going? Well. Well, was I supposed to stop and you hit me here on this... I mean, it's just so much confusion. It was uh, somebody's fault. It was, it was a land of confusion. It was either it was I, yep. It was either AJ Green's fault or Trace McSorley's fault. And Gambo, just like you said, don't forget about the too many men on the field. Don't forget about the personal foul penalty on Will Hernandez at the end of that play. There it was. Yeah, yeah. don't forget about that one. It was only a four-man rush too on that interception. Set up a great field position for the Broncos, and they paid it off. Ripping under center takes play action, waits, throws right side, wide open. Is Tomlinson for the touchdown? The tight end sneaking out, and nobody covering him. And it's twenty-three to nine, twenty unanswered points by Denver, and still an extra point. Peekaboo! He I had, see you. He, he held he held the ball, and nobody saw it. And then he throws a touchdown. Yeah, a little play fake, a little play action. I mean, he stood still for a little bit and then flipped it open. Yep. But the, the Cardinals weren't quite dead yet. They still had plenty of time left in the fourth quarter. It was high, This next drive was highlighted by a Trey McBride 29-yard reception in his homecoming to Denver. A DeAndre Hopkins 18-yard reception to get them into the red zone. James Conner eventually pays it off with a one-yard score. And the Cardinals decide to go for two. And this leads to contention for multiple reasons. But this is how it sounded on the Cards broadcast yesterday. Cardinals going for two. Empty set. Shotgun snap McSorley. Looking to throw. Fade. Left side of the end zone. Incomplete. Will they throw a flag? They will not. DeAndre Hopkins, the intended receiver, and Kareem Jackson was all over him. Yeah, he like a blanket. Him. Yeah. No, he mugged him. He, it was P.I. They, they blew the call. Maybe just kicked the extra point. We could go on. But he should have kicked the extra point. They should have kicked the extra point. The Cardinals had one more opportunity with the ball, but a Pat Sertan interception sealed the deal there. Cardinals lose 24-15 in Denver. All right. That is your rapid reaction from all the plays that were going on. We are here at the downtown Fry's Food Stores today with Coco 5 keeping the country hydrated and they have launched their Coco 5 Days of Christmas giveaway today with some awesome prizes. Now if you come down, you can register to win. Check this out. A signed Devin Booker jersey a pair of shoes signed by CP3, Chris Paul. How about a vintage basketball card A card signed by Charles Barkley? A fry shopping spree? Or a one-year supply of delicious Cocoa 5? I've got the, uh, the Limon with me right now, and you've got the cherry. I got the My cherry. My kid loves the lemon-lime one. Absolutely loves the lemon-lime one. So I'm saying i got to get a couple of these. It's his favorite drink. So we are here, and you can win all those prizes. Just come on down to the downtown. Town Fries Food Store. We're here with Coco Five. You could register to win. It's real simple. It's real. You don't just got to be present. Show up. Register to win. You can walk away with a Devin Booker signed jersey, a pair of signed Chris Paul shoes, the basketball card signed by Charles Barkley, a shopping spree at Fries, and of course a year's supply of Coco Five. So just come on down here to the Fries right across from the Footprint Center in downtown Phoenix. All right, still a lot more to come on the program. We're going to take you right up until six thirty tonight. We've got a little extra coverage for you, and there's a lot more to go. We'll talk about the Suns. They're taking on the AD and LeBronless Lakers tonight. We'll preview that game next right here on Arizona Sports, the sports leader. Brought to you by Coco 5. Burns and Gambo. Afternoons. Arizona Sports. The local sports leader. Hi, Tim Ring filling in for Burnsy. He's got the week off. You with me all week? I'm with you all week, all, brother. All week. Tim Ring with yep. me all week. Yep. We are out today with Coco 5. We really got great prizes. So if you're in the Phoenix area, 
I mean, you really do have a chance to win a Devin Booker signed jersey, a Chris Paul signed shoes. I've entered myself. You're not eligible to win. Oh. And I entered under a fake name. Yeah. Well, what's your Larry? What's your, what name did you use? What's your, what's your, what's your fake name? Larry Olamu. Yeah. Ron Mexico. Yeah. Uh, you're not eligible to it. But everybody listening, you are eligible. Come on down. We are at the um, we're at the Footprint Center Fries, right across from the Footprint Center. We're at the Fries. I mean, it's right across the street. Really, right across the street. They got a parking garage here too. So you're like, where do I park? Where do I park? They got their own parking garage here at Fries. So that's where you just you park in the Fries parking garage. You come in and you you register to win some of these great prizes. A Fries shopping spree. Everybody can afford it. We'd like a shopping spree right now. And uh, of course, the Coco Five. You can win a year's supply. So come on down and join us. There's lots to go on the program. Let's talk about this game tonight. It loses a little bit of its luster, right? No AD. LeBron's not going to play. Um, no Devin Booker tonight. No DeAndre Ayton tonight. Suns coming off a big win. The Lakers actually coming off a win against the Wizards. I don't know what that means. The Wizards haven't, haven't won a game in a long time. But AD's out for like a month. He's out for a while. Now, the Lakers got off to a terrible start this year. They couldn't win a game to save their lives in the beginning of the season. Remember, they were 2-10 to start the season. But since then, they're 11-6. and six, and They've got some good wins over some good teams. AD was playing out of his mind. But, of course, AD does what AD always does. He gets hurt. He gets hurt. That's and now he's out a month. I was talking to Vince Morano about this, and I was saying, look out for the Lakers. And I, I said, hey, you know, AD is back. The guy's putting up 35-50. and 50 every game, you know, as the season goes along, they could be a factor. Maybe not a championship factor. Maybe not a Western Conference champion. Scare somebody in the first round. Yeah, they go six or seven They're going to be a tough out. And, and Vince said, all I can tell you about Anthony Davis is tick, 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 tick. In other words, it's only a matter of time before the bomb goes off again. And sure enough, it's gone off now. And the guy's out a month. Yeah. And, and, uh, and LeBron's gonna uh, LeBron's got a boo boo. Uh, LeBron's got a boo boo. His left ankle is sore, so he's gonna sit out. LeBron's been on a tear lately too. That he just set a record. He yeah, he's actually played pretty good. But I was looking at some. I, I was I was looking at some stuff with LeBron today that was talking about how he's declined significantly. And I'm like, okay, let me what's backing that up. And it says after scoring almost seven points per game in pick and rolls during the Lakers' 2020 championship run, he's down to four this season. Um, he's his dwindling rim attempts are boosted largely in transition as he leads. He's second in the NBA in fast break points, but he has seen his drives per game dip from above 14 to below eight. So he's not driving. He used to back in 2020, 14 drives per game for LeBron. Now it's like eight. So he's not driving to the hoop as much anymore. And that's what happens with a lot of older guys. They settle more for jump shots and three-pointers yeah, and also, things like it's, that. It's also November and December, Gamble. I mean, believe me. If okay, but they, said, need, they need to win games. I know, but... Like, it, they're, they're not coasting to a top four no, you know, I, home I, court I, advantage. I, I, they need to I win know. basketball games. I know. He just set the record for... Or tied the record with Jordan. 30-plus point games, four in a row for a guy over the age of 37. So he's still finding some way to put the ball in the basket. Listen, if, if, if we take a step back... He can't. You cannot trade for LeBron James this year, but you could next year. I would think about it. I would think about it if I'm the Suns. I would. I mean, that's you know, we've talked about Kevin Durant. Do you go for KD? He's got a lot of years left on his contract. I mean, what would you have to give up to get him? If would, would the Lakers even do it? Would he want to do it? If they, you know, if Chris Paul comes back next I year, mean, and you could go get LeBron and be like, man, it'd have to be a Chris Paul thing. I mean, him and him and him and LeBron would have to get together and say, yeah, let's do this. 
But the Lakers. I mean, were, it, 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 I mean listen, it depends, all right, what, what, are the, what are the Suns do in May? Do they bow out before the conference finals again? Do they lose that's in the finals? That's I mean, a like, that's a factor. That's a right? factor. It's a huge factor. What do the Lakers do in spring? I mean, if the Lakers aren't even well, in the playoffs, Anthony Davis for a month, they're going right. to lose a lot of basketball. They games. They might not even be in the playoffs. No, they're going to lose a lot of games over the next month. No AD for a month. Well, when he comes more, back, who knows how he's going to be. The guy's right. always hurt. But the LeBron thing is fascinating to me because he's like 38 years old. I mean, it's a one-shot, you know, you're all in on uh, you're all in on red. But everything, all the chips are on the table right there because you'd have to give up a lot. Like, even even at his age, the Lakers are going to be like, I'm not giving this guy away. You're going to have to give up, like, like, draft picks and one of your good players. And If the Suns fall short of the finals again, I would absolutely entertain that. And I'm sure Suns fans are like, oh, no, not right. LeBron. But why wouldn't you? He's still really, really good. Of course he is. He's still really, really good. Yes. He's going to be, I think he's going to be 38 years old. I think he's going to look at his age. He's 37 now. I think his, I think his birthday is like at the end of December. So then he'd be yes. 38. So, I don't know. I mean, that's so, yeah, December 30th, he'll be 38 years old. God, could you? I mean, you're not so he'll be, to give up multiple so he, draft picks right, for a 38 year old guy. He'd be 39 playing in the playoffs, playoffs for the Suns. 39. It's a year and a half from now. <laughs> I mean, could he fall off a cliff? Could his game fall off a cliff? Or is he just? Can he play? Can he be Tom Brady? I, I think he can. Could LeBron's be, can LeBron's game fall off a cliff? Uh, no, because I, I think I think it will gradually go away. I don't think it's going to be. Just 35-point nights one night, and then all of a sudden he's 12 points. I think it'll gradually go. It's not driving, and if a shot's not falling. He can drive, still, though. He just doesn't want to. We see how they won that it's game against the, the Wizards. Went right by Kyle Kuzman scored that winning basket against the Wizards. That's what I mean. He can do it. He just doesn't want to. And I guarantee if they were in the playoffs, he'd be driving. He's declining. He's in his 20th NBA season. He's 37. He's declining. If I'm the Lakers and I could get something for him now, I'm getting it. Because what are you going to do if you're the Lakers? Who's coming there? you got expiring contracts, right? I think uh, Pat Bev is expiring and Nunn's expiring. And, uh, but I... I don't think there's I don't think there's any chance that they can Russell Westbrook. I don't know that there's any chance that they could get back to being a formidable team in the next couple of years. So if I'm them, if so, you want LeBron James? Sure. Give, give me your best. Give me five teams. Give me your best offer, and I'll trade them. God, what would you have to give up for one year of LeBron James? Oh my God! I would say multiple first round draft picks. Two to two first round draft picks and a. Now you got to match salary. You got to match salary. What's you got to come in about what fifteen percent of the salary? So I mean, you probably just send Bridges. I wouldn't do it. See, I wouldn't do it if you have to trade Bridges or Cam Johnson. I'm not trading for. I'm not trading one of my key young pieces for a 38 year old. I'm not doing it. You want any? I'm not. I'm. Well, I mean, but you, you're also not going to get them if you're just giving up the Lakers a bunch of your end of your bench then, guys. Then you have to give up more draft picks. You got to entice them. Like I'm not giving you're not giving up book you're not giving up Paul if he comes back and plays you're not giving up Mikhail. I mean unless unless you've soured on Cam Johnson you do a sign and trade and he's part of the package but his salary wouldn't even come close to what LeBron's making no like you got to like LeBron's salary what's LeBron's making what fifty million that just be really hard to do like you'd have to. You'd have to do. You'd probably have to sign some of your own guys and send them over there. 
on a one-year deal. <laughs> 40, he's making $45 million this year. What's he making next year? Next year, he's at $46.5 million. I get, it's really hard to match that salary. Well, unless you said Chris Paul. No, but then he's not going to do it. I know. Like, he's, like you wouldn't want to do it. But no. Chris is at 30 next year. Right. He's at 30. No, that would be the whole deal for those guys to want to play together. Right. Right. Like, I don't think that that could happen. But I would like... But it's not up to them either. Send Chris Paul, have LeBron play the point. <laughs> I mean, LeBron's probably going to play some center now with AD out. <laughs> I mean, it's just... It's just, again, it's something... It's hey. just something to think about. Something to think about. All right, still a lot to come on the program. The NFL's player pitcher is much clearer right now. How about those games yesterday? The collapse by the Patriots. The Lions are red hot. And the Minnesota Vikings did what? That's next, right here on Arizona Sports, the sports leader. Here we go! Quick! Big Red Monday in Burns and Gambo on Arizona Sports. Let's go! Presented by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. Let's go! Let's go! Let's go! Went out to see the uh, Christmas lights with my family this weekend. Nice. Like We always like pick one day where you just go see Christmas. And there's this like development in Chandler that, you know... Chelsea grew up in Chandler, so she knows her real well. And it's, it's two blocks, and it's just everything's every house is lit up and amazing. And they've got like a donut shop, like some guy, like a truck comes by selling donuts and hot chocolate, and it's just awesome. And uh, there was this barbershop quartet, like singing songs. Oh, do they have the, the little straw hats on and all that good stuff? Man, I, was just, man, I just sat there and I'm like, oh, I was just listening to them sing, and uh, I actually tweeted it out because they were so good. Uh, but yeah, I really enjoyed that. I like it. You know, once a year, we always make sure we go see, you know, Christmas, you know, go to different developments and see Christmas lights and stuff like that. All right, let's talk a little Kyler Murray. Will he be ready for the start of the season? Look, it's impossible to tell. We just don't know. Uh, you know, time will tell. But there is some speculation that, you know, maybe you know maybe Kyler could be ready for the start of next season. We'll see. This is going to be a long recovery. It's eight to nine months now, right? It's the ACL. It's the meniscus, too. I don't think you can count on Kyler Murray being ready for the start of the season. I think that they're going to have to go in, whatever their plans are, whoever the GM is, I think you're going to have to go into next year and make sure that you are set at quarterback and you have quality play there. And that's why I'm in favor of a guy like Jacoby Brissett or somebody like that to bring in because I just don't know. Maybe Kyler is ready in week one. And he's he's, a, he's got great recuperative powers and he heals really well. And he'll be ready to go. But I'm sitting here, and I got January coming up, and I, I, I he's just, just getting surgery now. I can't count on Kyla being ready. You should, whoever your quarterback should be, you should plan on that guy being your quarterback for eight to ten games. Not because you don't think Kyler Murray will be back until week eleven, but the mindset should be, the thinking should be that this is going to be our quarterback. So do, do we feel confident the guy we have can be the guy for ten, eleven weeks? I'm not sure that's Colt McCoy. Colt McCoy's going to be 37 years of age when the season starts next year. Right. He's a good backup quarterback. He's a good stopgap quarterback. Two, three games. Two, three games. Mm-hmm. The whole Kyler Murray thing is real interesting yesterday, Gambo. Not only were, and I understand Adam Schefter and Ian Rappaport, they are in the news-breaking business, and they are trying to get information out as information becomes available to them. But the Sunday morning was really, it was difficult on Cardinal fans who are trying to get a grasp on what we're looking at here with Kyler Murray because both those guys were contradicting themselves 
uh, they were contradicting each other, and then Rappaport was actually contradicting himself. I mean, Schefter has it six to eight months, and he's got they uh, don't know he's got Murray quote on track to be ready for the start of the twenty three season, and then Rappaport says there's 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 a nine month recovery and a good chance Murray is not ready for the start of the season. Then Rappaport tweets out that there's a chance he's going to be ready. So these guys are all over the map, and yeah, uh, you know, I I talked about it on the pregame show yesterday on on ninety eight seven here. Uh, I think for Cardinal fans, really, just don't don't listen to any of this, uh, and, and and just pay attention to up t- pay attention to updates you get in April, pay attention to updates you get in June and July, and then see where he is in early September. I sure. mean, and then and that's and that's where we're going to go with this thing, and and maybe maybe he is back. For I'll tell you this week October October first would be exactly nine months after the surgery, and that would also be. It's also a Sunday, and that would be week four. Fourth game. Fourth that would game. be week four. Yeah. Yep, the fourth game of Can't the year. Can't see him coming back sooner than that. Can't. I just don't know. But ACL injury, torn meniscus, surgery. I mean, a guy like that who's, you know, and you got a big investment in him. You don't want to have him go out there and not be right, you know, especially if he's not. He's got to be confident in running and cutting. and Because like I've said, he's a north-south guy, but he's also an east-west guy. Um, and so he's running all over the place, man. He makes cuts all the time. Yeah. So to not have him right, like that's why I think you've got to make sure that, you know, you've got – you could listen, Colt's fine as the backup, and you could bring in a Jacoby Brissett, and you could have a third-string guy on the practice squad and then cut that guy when Kyler comes back. And, you know, you you don't have to worry. You're not paying these guys a ton of money. I'm not going to pay – you know, uh, I, I could pay Jacoby Brissett based on – and you could – with guys like that, you could give them incentives. I'll pay you based on how many games you're going to play, I'll pay, how many, you know, attempts you have, how many games you start, how many games you play in. So you're going to do a very incentive-laden contract for a guy to may look at it and say, look, I could get a lot of games if Kylo's not ready to play in Arizona. You could find a lot of guys out there. Uh, none of them are going to knock your socks off, but there's a lot of guys like a Jacoby Brissett. You know, we can go down the list. I mean, yeah, these Sam are, Darnold, Andy Dalton, Andy Dalton, Baker Mayfield, all these kind of guys that, that could be available to quarterback this football team as you wait for Kyler Murray to get back. Because, again, I, I don't think you go in saying, oh, Kyler's going to be back on October 1st in Week 4, so Colt quarterbacks the first three games, and then we're good to go. I think the attitude has to be whoever this quarterback is, we have to be prepared that Kyler Murray's not going to be back for a while. So just in case there are setbacks or there's a physical and mental uh, delay in Kyler Murray getting back on the football field, you're, you're ready to go with a quarterback that can at least keep the ship afloat because you don't want to throw away the entire 2023 season no. either. No, because you can easily... You know, you see this all the time. I mean, look, look, the Rams were the Super Bowl champions last year, and this year they're terrible. Cardinals were a playoff team, and this year they're terrible. The Giants were terrible last year. Now they're probably going to be a playoff team. You know, look at the Jets. Like, they're a, you know, you can win four games one year, and the next year win nine or ten. I mean, it happens. Um, you have a good free agency class. You have a good draft. Some of the other teams around you, like what happened with the Cardinals, they, they, they struggle. Look, I was looking at something yesterday. I mean, every game yesterday was like a one-score game. I think almost like every game was. So, like, 
a lot of these games are close. And there were so games early in this season, even though this is a notably bad Cardinals team. 12, there were, there 12, were other winnable one-score games for the yeah. Cardinals this season. 12 of the 15 games this week were decided by one score. All 15 games were decided by 11 points or fewer. That's this week. Thursday, Saturday, Sunday. 12 of 15 decided by one score. So you could get back into the win column. and you know If you, if you have a good offseason, your team could be good. It's, it's the NFL. Things change very, very quickly. Teams, a lot of teams that made the playoffs last year aren't going to make the playoffs this year. Okay? And teams that were terrible last year are probably going to make the playoffs this year. So that's the thing. That's what happens. Um, you get in a bad division like like the like the Tampa Bay Bucks are, and somebody's what are they six and eight? The Bucks. Somebody's going to you know somebody's probably going to win that division with a losing record and go to the playoffs. So that's why you have to try, and that's why you go get somebody not knowing how long Kylo's going to be out. You go get yourself a veteran quarterback that's capable of doing more than Colt McCoy is. I don't just set. A, I don't. I agree with you. I don't just settle on Colt McCoy. I like having Colt McCoy around. I think he's good. No problem with and that. I, yep. He's the backup. He's the backup of Kyler's here, and he's the backup of Kyler's not here. To me, if Kyler's not ready to start, I don't want Colt McCoy to be my starting quarterback for the season. I want to get somebody else. So it all starts with figuring out who's making the calls, and you got to figure out what you're doing at head coach. And maybe the guy making the calls is also the head coach in terms of the GM. Maybe Sean Payton's in here, and he's got full power. And then from there, you go to free agency, and then you go on to the draft. And you start refortifying these teams from the this team from the inside out, Gamble. The offensive line has to rebuild, and the defensive line has to be strengthened. And if J.J. Watt is walking out the door, that's a big hole to fill. And you can debate whether or not J.J. Watt should be brought back and at what price. But if he leaves, that's a gaping hole to fill. So this team has to be built from the inside out. It's been neglected for too long. They've had too many injury problems. They're older. They've got to strengthen both lines and then obviously hope for better health across the board the entire 53-man roster than they had this year. We're here at the Fries right across from the Footprint Center and uh, we're at the Fries store with Coco 5 and you can win a signed Devin Booker jersey, some Chris Paul shoes, you can win a Charles Barkley autograph card, you could also win a year supply of Coco 5 and a Fries shopping spree. Everybody's eligible, you just gotta come on down here and register. Real simple, just come on down, scan the code, and you're registered to win all these great prizes. It hasn't happened since 1990. That a team started one and six and made the playoffs. Can the Lions do it? We'll talk about that next, right here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Big Red Monday and Burns and Gambo on Arizona Sports, presented by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. Jones will give it to Stevenson. He started to run. He runs it up the middle, hit by Chandler. Jones slips and hit across the 45 with a stiff arm. Off the tackle at the 40. He lost the football. And Jacoby Myers picks it up. He circles back and he throws it across the field. Throw oh Jones God. is picked up by Chandler Jones. He breaks away to the 30. He runs to the 20. He runs to the 10. He runs to the end zone. Unreal. Touchdown. Raiders. Good night. This might be one of the dumbest teams I've ever seen. It's the dumb, it dumbest ending to a football game I've ever seen. Dumbest That's play I've ever seen a team. The Patriots right a there. Play, a probably blew make. their chance to make the playoffs on a dumb play like that. 
go to overtime, try to win the game. If a Cliff Kingsbury team did that, my oh. God, the play, the, they burn the place down. Oh, the Bill goodness. Belichick team did that. You know, it just sucked. Chandler Jones, who's done nothing for the Raiders, right? One of the biggest wasted investments right, in go. free agency. No, it's true. <laughs> it is true. I mean, he was a total waste of money. He's had he had one game where he got three sacks against a backup um, tackle. Outside of that, he hasn't done anything. So, but he's you know he's he he got the play. They threw the ball right to him. All he had to do was stiff arm the quarterback. Look, I could have done that, you know, and got through. I mean, you could have done that. So he stiff arms the quarterback and he runs all the way into the end zone. And the Raiders win the game and the Patriots and Bill Belichick. Which, well, listen, I'm happy the Patriots lost. I hate the Patriots. Um, I'm kind of hoping that the Jets can get in there and get that playoff spot. But the Chargers won. So but the, I don't. But the story, the story isn't happen. Chandler Jones. The story is Jacoby Myers. Like, what in the hell right. were you doing? I, 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 the game was tied. Yeah, I mean, I, all he I, did not see him there. He didn't see him there. It doesn't matter. Just what, I mean, yeah. could knock this play. It could end up being knocking him out of the playoffs. They may my, not make the playoffs because of that one my, game. My personal theory is once um, Stevenson lateraled the ball the first time, Jacoby Myers lost his mind and thought, "We're losing the game. I need to keep." You don't this. think he knew the score? Yeah, I think he. I, I think he pulled the J.R. Smith. I think he. I think for some reason in his mind it clicked. Like, okay, if my teammates lateraling it, then I need to lateral it because we're down, and that's what we have to do. And he lost his mind. He'll never admit it because that's even worse if you admit it. But I think I think at that point he thought they were losing, and that's what he was supposed to do. And he went for the yeah. 1982 Cal Stanford type deal, and he completely lost his mind. And he'll never admit it, but I think that's exactly what happened to him in that moment. He thought they were down, and that's what he was supposed to do. All right, Buffalo got to win this weekend. They are 11 and three. Let's go through with the AFC. The Bills are the number one seed right now. They're 11 and three. Kansas City is the two seed. They're 11 and three. But Kansas City in week six lost to the Bills. So right now the Bills would have home field advantage in the playoffs over Kansas City. The Bengals lead the AFC North. They have overcome the Ravens after Baltimore lost to Cleveland. And then they got the win against the, the Bucks. So since he's the three seed at 10 and four, Tennessee, man, they're really struggling. They've lost four in a row. And, uh, but they are the AFC South leaders. They're the four seed. The five seed, the number one wild card is the Ravens. The number two wild card is the Chargers at eight and six after Justin Herbert. Uh, Justin Herbert got them that, that victory against Tennessee and they got the field goal to win it. The last wild card is the Dolphins. They have lost three straight games as well. So a couple of teams are reeling right there. The Patriots are next. They're 7-7. Seven and seven. They're out of the playoffs. The Jets are 7-7. Seven and seven. The Jaguars with a big win this week for uh, Trevor Lawrence and the Jaguars. Mm-hmm. Crazy game, but they end up with a huge win, and so that keeps them alive at 6-8. and eight. The Raiders are 6-8. and eight. The Browns are 6-8. and eight. The Steelers are 6-8. and eight. Let's look at the NFC. The Eagles are the number one seed. They had a tough win in Chicago. It was a tough game. They, 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 the Bears made yeah. them work for it. They did. The Eagles get the win. They're going to be the they're going to be the uh, the number one seed. The Vikings after that historic comeback, and I you know I went out to lunch. So like so I, I got a text and somebody like you watching this Vikings game. I'm like no, like I was watching it, but 
It was like they were killing him. So we went out to lunch. It's like, no, it's like they've come back. They've tied it. I'm like, are you kidding me? Just, just so, so you know, just you just gotten can, home. Just so you know, you can go out to lunch even if they weren't killing them. You're not required to watch a Vikings, I know. A Vikings I was, game on a Saturday. I was, I was watching it. But my kids wanted some brisket. So we went to go Rudy's. Go get some brisket at Rudy's. Like, like a brisket sandwich. Like, all right, we'll go to lunch. So I'm like, I, was, I had the game on. I was watching the game. I really was. It was then, uh, you cannot I look. left. I left. And I then I got to say, are you watching this game? I'm like, what game? The Vikings game. They've come back to tie it. I'm like, no, they didn't. They're like, yeah. So then I, you know, we got home from lunch. I put it on and I watched the end of it and I just couldn't believe it. No. And, and listen, I don't care if you're the. Oh, pull Matt the, Ryan. The Colts are. I don't care if the Colts are a bad football team. You cannot lose a 33 nothing halftime lead. That no. is absolutely Matt Ryan, embarrassing. Two historic blown leads for Matt Ryan. Incredible. So the Vikings get that win. They're the two seed. The 49ers with Brock Purdy. They're the three seed. The Buccaneers at six and eight. They lead the South. God, I hope they don't win. I really hope they don't win. Well, did you hear, by the way, real quick? Yeah. The Panthers at five and nine. Yeah. We're heading to week 16. They're one game out. They, they control their own destiny. The Panthers are five and nine well, heading to Week 16. Because they, they play the Bucks, yes, and the Falcons. They control their own destiny. They, fi- they play a, the Bucks for sure. A five and nine, yeah, a five and nine football team heading to Week 16 controls its own playoff well, so destiny. Does, so do the Bucks. How messed they up is that? Though? Yeah, destiny, but at least they too. got one more win. But five and nine football team controlling wow. their own destiny—that's wow. never happened heading to Week 16. I so want the Bucks. Come on, nothing against like all the old Cardinal guys. But I just I would love to see Tom Brady just flop this year. Cowboys after that overtime loss against Jacksonville, um, they are the five seed. They clinched last night when the Giants beat Washington. So Dallas is the wild card number one. The Giants with that big win against Washington last night. I was watching that game. Um, well, that was pass interference on the final yes, play. It by was. the way, that was pass interference. Just for a second, he threw his arms around him and took him off. But he he had both arms around the guy and he pulled him back. He pulled him back. I but, mean, I know. It's yeah. interference, just like the Hopkins play was, too. Yeah, the problem is people blow up the photo and they're like, look at this. I'm like, yeah, okay, great. He did it for like a quarter of it, but still, I mean, I, I, I agree. That's pass interference. Giants at wild card number two at 8-5-1. and one. Washington is wild card number three. They still control their playoff de- destiny, but they got to play the 49ers, then the Browns, and the Cowboys. So a tough schedule for them right there. At least the Giants get the Colts. Seattle is out of the playoff field right now at 7-7. Seven and seven. They've lost four their past five games, and man. They're free falling. And they've got the Chiefs coming up, so they're going to be 7-8. and eight. Yeah. Then they play the Jets, then they play the Rams. The Lions, this would be phenomenal. The last time a team started 1-6 and six and made the playoffs was in 1990. 1990. The Lions could be, become the first team since 1990 to overcome a 1-6 and six start and reach the playoffs. They got a win over the Jets. They're 7-7. Seven and seven. They play the Panthers, the Bears, and the Packers. Not playing anybody good. Jared Goff is playing out of his mind. How great of a story would that be if the Lions are able to start 1-6 and six and come back and make the playoffs? The Lions have a top-five scoring offense. They've got a top-five total offense. they got a first-year offensive coordinator, a guy named Ben Johnson. They're fun to watch. They go on the road to the Meadowlands on Sunday. They win a game. 
Now you're coming down and you got the Norris Division matchups in late December. I'm going to be watching. I'm going to be watching. Good for Dan Campbell. Good for Jared Goff, the much maligned Jared Goff. He may not know which way the sun comes up in which part of the country, <laughs> but maybe he can play a little quarterback after all. You know, you want Brady to which fall. Which side on. does it come up on? It comes up. It comes up in the east. east. It rises in the east. That's Campbell, in the yes, west. yes, yes, that's okay. in the west. He didn't know that. But you want you want uh, real quick. You want Brady to fall on his face, but yet I do. You do have to root for him on Sunday because you you want the Cardinals to lose. Remember, you can't go back on your you can't go back on your earlier word. Oh, that is a tough yeah. one right there. I'm what sorry. do you want more? You, yeah, you have already you have already you, you, you want the more? draft pick. You want the draft. I want pick, the Cardinals it. to have the best draft pick possible. <laughs> but then if Tampa wins, that helps Brady get to the playoffs. I got to think about this one for a little while. I hate. I hate. Why, Brady. why would you hate Brady for? Because he was you're a Giants I, guy. Yeah, oh. we beat him twice in the Super Bowl. By the way, um, <laughs> no, I can't root for Tom Brady. Like I have, I can't root for Tom Brady. But then I do want the Cardinals to have the best pick that they could possibly get. Brady's never done anything to be bother me. Like just, I mean, he's just won a lot. He's got a that doesn't bother you. He's got a nice hair. He's got a nice thin face now. Right? Is that not, right? Shouldn't, shouldn't that bother you? That doesn't bother. That me. should bother. That should bother people. <laughs> you look at that guy like seriously. Like okay, you're still playing well at forty five years old. So that is uh, that is everything that's going on in the NFL. It was a really crazy week. All right, we still got a lot to come on the program. We'll uh, we'll get you caught up on everything that is happening in sports. That's next right here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.